is Scandal Revealed, the official ABC Scandal podcast. That is right. And guess what? <laughs> Happy end of summer and beginning of Scandal, which Woo! is awesome. Yay. Yay. Because I've been talking to myself for three months because I haven't been doing this, which has really been sort of annoying my husband, frankly, and anybody who works with me. So it's nice that I have someone to talk to today. And you guys are going to be incredibly excited because you asked for it. You got it. Kerry Washington, first guest sitting in my slightly pathetic and dark office, and she's making the best of it. Thank you so I much for doing your this. your office. Thank you. And the inaugural podcast the inaugural of podcast. the third season. Exactly, which yeah. is just, I'm so, we're, we're so glad to be back, and this is so much fun to do, and as is the tradition, which may stop at some point, and we might start to describe something different this season. I haven't oh, decided. okay. Carrie's wearing a beautiful, <laughs> chic, very sort of deep blue top, which is silk. Yes, it's yes. a beautiful silk, and um, is that that a fancy designer, Carrie Washington? Uh, no, it's a pretty accessible designer. I have to look at the tag to remember the name, but it's a. It's we'll look a at fun, we'll look at the yeah. tag at some okay. point. I'm trying yeah. not to make her take her clothes off in the <laughs> office because that would be awkward. Because I did that enough on the show. Exactly, <laughs> and um, and very well, I might add. And a very really pretty sparkly shoes too with your jeans. They're Sergio Rossi. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. And I'm actually still in my swimwear. You are not. Because, you know, it's the end of summer and I'm trying to get the last minutes out of that very large bathing suit with the skirt that I like to wear when I'm swimming. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the most amazing oh. return to oh. this show. Oh, it's so exciting. Dad. I keep, yeah. I keep Dad. asking people if they're ready because I don't <laughs> think they are. How can they be? No. How can they be? Okay, so... First of all, one of the most amazing confrontations I've ever seen in television between you and Dad Rowan, the phenomenal Joe Morton. Yeah. I mean, what an emotionally crazy-ass scene, and what an incredible thing to sort of jump into the show with. It was so exciting because from the script, I knew that I had to find a more vulnerable version of Olivia. You know, there's mm -hmm, that thing mm -hmm. when you're with your parents. I always say your parents know how to push your buttons because they installed them. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's that thing where you become who you were at 15 or at 10 sure. or there's always, everybody has an age that they turn into with their parents. So I knew I had to find this younger version of Olivia that gets triggered with her father, but I, was, I wasn't quite sure how to access it until I did my very first rehearsal with Joe Morton. And he is so, powerful and so in control and so able to dominate the space and the scene that it was not a challenge at all to find that part of the character. Well, it's, it, it's amazing because I think it's so incredibly clear when the two of you start in that first scene in the limo and then later with you alone in the car, when, mm -hmm. I mean in the plane when you're talking to Cyrus, you really do watch the disintegration and sort of the deterioration literally of this person that we've grown to know and love over yeah many episodes of television <laughs> into somebody who is definitely cowed. And by the way, we're cowed because we've seen what Rowan can do. That's right. That's and we right. know more in a weird way of what Rowan could do, almost than you know what it's Rowan could so do. It's so true. Because Rowan is, you know, your dad. This is confusing and complicated for you. <laughs> it is really, it's awful. It, it's also, there's also something really cool about the way when he starts that lecture you do see the more vulnerable young side of Olivia, but you also realize that the apple doesn't fall far. Like you begin to see how she had, how she learned how to spin language and intimidate people and dominate people intellectually and 
linguistically because she watched that her whole life from her father. Her father is able to spin a speech that makes you feel like he has full command of your life, and that's what she does every day, almost exactly the same way that he does Absolutely. in that scene. Absolutely. And, and in a way, he's trying to do to her what she did to Quinn, put her on a plane, change her identity, <laughs> ship her off to the other side of the country or the other side of the world, you know, exactly what she did to Lindsay Dwyer. Well, and it's funny, too, because I think when I watch the two of you, you it's like you have similar mannerisms, mm -hmm. that there's similar things that you are doing that really immediately make you feel father and daughter. And as you said, so much of his power is so much about what makes Olivia Pope tick, mm -hmm. because no matter what he presented himself as her entire life, he clearly imbued in her that thing, which is just crazy. And then the flip on the plane, when you sort of see her come back, mm -hmm. she hears the other voice, which is the voice from the other world. Uh -huh. That, in that gorgeous white tracksuit, which <laughs> I, <laughs> The Lululemon tracksuit. You rocked that white suit. Like, there was nobody's business. I Thank God for Lululemon. Well, thank God for Lululemon, and I just, I think all over, we're all looking at that white Lululemon <laughs> wishing that somehow or another we looked like you in that Lululemon, <laughs> and not <laughs> in ourselves, where lemons sometimes can have a different meaning. <laughs> Um, what I think also is really incredibly cool about this episode is we learn so much about you learn as a character, yeah, almost more about your background than we found out in the last two seasons. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. All in this one episode, you really get filled in. In this episode and the next episode, which is going to freak. By people the way, the next episode more. just just to sort of <laughs> tee this up is crazy balls. Yeah. I actually emailed Shonda when I when we were working on this episode, I emailed Shonda and said, can you help me? Can you tell me more about their backstory? And she said, I'm just going to give you parts of the next episode to read, which was incredibly helpful, but also confused me even more. <laughs> because I was like, this is madness. Her past is madness. It's just madness. <laughs> it's pretty incredibly crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredibly crazy. And I think the other thing that the scenes that I really like totally responded to were those in, the incredibly intense scenes with Fitz. The mm. whole using the number, mm -hmm. having to communicate, getting in that room, and that incredibly crazy-ass plan, mm -hmm. which is one of the most incredible things I've seen in television where these people get together and plot as to how they're going to survive. Shooting that scene, the three of us in the bunker, was one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had as an actor because we basically were doing a play. Right? And we were doing a three-hander, a play with three people and two actors that I admire enormously. Um, and it was so much fun to get in there and to basically spend the whole day shooting this play over and over and over again. And it has so many beautiful peaks and valleys and, and just, there were times when two, two out of the three would be acting and the third person would miss their cue because I'm sorry, I'm just watching. Like we'd get so <laughs> sucked into the performance of each other. There's that long exchange between Melly and I when we're going back and forth and I kept having to re-say my cue line and Tony was like, I'm sorry, I'm just watching. I'm just watching a play. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the, where did, where did we shoot that? 
We shot that on stage. We, we yeah, actually we sort of built, built that, that right? bunker. Yeah, and and actually the set designers and Lynn Paolo had this great conversation about making sure that the walls wouldn't be white because I was wearing that amazing Burberry trench, that new white trench coat that's actually in all the promo shots. Totally. Um, and so we really wanted that to pop out of the bunker and to, so that I wouldn't disappear into the walls. So they made it that kind of military gray and it's so... It's just such an incredible space. And I just, yeah, it ends up really popping on camera and that contrast between what you're wearing. It also, it really feels like the bunker. I mean, yeah. I don't know what the bunker really looks like. But it felt like the bunker. It really does feel yeah. like the bunker and you're all bunkered. Yes, exactly. Bunker, which is just sort of terrifying. It's also just in terms of your character in that you go through so much because you figure, I don't know how many more times someone can call you a whore in this episode. <laughs> I know. But like literally you... You, I mean, you're you're handling a lot, and mm -hmm. it's that repetition of "I'm fine," mm -hmm. which is so intense and so heartbreaking. And the relationship between the two of you at this point, which is just so torturous, because the, the amazing brain that Olivia Pope has in terms of the twists and turns of how she can figure out what you think she's going to get, and yeah. the gigantic surprise at the end when you oh sort of realize gosh. what's been going on. Yeah. It's, absolutely crazy. What was your favorite thing to shoot in this episode? That bunker scene bunker was scene? definitely one of them. Um, the scene with Rowan was definitely one of them. But I think also being back at OPA, you know, that because we had all been away from each other for so long. You guys have such a so, good time when you oh, shoot. We just really love each other. We just really, really, really do. So getting together and shooting all that stuff at the office and kind of seeing how the gladiators want to take care of Olivia was so moving, you know, even though they don't do what she wants them to do. They really don't. <laughs> they Boy, Harrison really just don't. goes mm -hmm. bananas rogue in this yeah, one. Yeah. But it's interesting because I think he's really trying to take charge and control. He's and trying to step up. He is, and there's mm -hmm. been a real vacuum because Olivia's been relatively distracted recently. That's right. I yeah. think. And Huck's worried. I mean, the whole mm -hmm. group. And Huck is in such a weird position in this one because he's basically, he feels like he's losing Quinn. Mm -hmm. There's something going on with Quinn, man. Clearly. I mean, after that whole drill thing in the season finale, I'd say that... I'm worried about this I'm a, one. I'm a tiny, I'm a uh -huh. tiny bit worried because she, she is super energized and either she needs to cut down on the caffeine <laughs> or maybe she should stay away from the drill. Uh-huh. But I feel like Huck is... He's they're, worried. They're all feeling a little fractured. And I think Abby Huck, misses David. Yeah, definitely. I think so. I, I didn't agree ask with Abby, you. but we, let's just decide. Let's just decide. <laughs> I think that there's there's some missing going on. And even though David Absolutely. wants to know what's going on with you, yeah, I think his little a little tiny bit of his heart was left on that sofa when he was sleeping there. I agree. It's nice when he shows up to try to help. I thought it so is too. Really yeah. nice. It is really nice, even though we can't really take his help because there's you, so you much. You kind of can't. He doesn't There's this know. weird job also that he has that yeah. we kind of. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, that was one of the, my favorite things is near the end where they all try to step in it. Everybody's stepping in it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And everybody's trying to take care of the situation and twisting it so that nobody's plan is unfolding the way it's supposed to because everybody's trying to one-up each other in the taking care of Olivia Pope and the situation. Well, and what I can, what we have hinted to you guys is Next episode, what's amazing about the next episode is you're going to learn so much more about Olivia and so much more about Olivia's history. And we're going to get some insight on some really surprising things, I think. Return uh, of some interesting characters that will surprise people. Very, very interesting characters, uh -huh. exactly. <laughs> it's going to be really, really fun. Mm -hmm. um, 
as is the case with this tremendous group of fans that we have who are terrific and so supportive, we've got some Twitter questions oh, that we would love excellent. to ask you if that's okay. And I'm using the royal okay. we like there are 55 of us here. <laughs> when it's just me. Welcome, all of and you. And my voice. Thanks so much. <laughs> it's me and my multiple personalities. Super excited about asking you questions. Um, the uh, Gladiators Rock at Scandalicious. Want to know <laughs> uh, what would be a good theme song for your life or your characters? Like for your character, Olivia Pope, what would right. you pick as your theme song? That's so funny because we were actually on set the other day trying to figure out what each other's ringtones should be. <laughs> <laughs> like if our characters had ringtones, because there's a scene where my phone rings in the office and it's in my purse later in the season. Um, and we started laughing because maybe at this point, because of how Olivia is really trying to take care of herself, her ringtone might be all the single ladies, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> If you liked it, then you should have put a ring on it. And, um, and we were saying... That's a very good ringtone for that, her, yes. Um, that Tony's ringtone might be... Um, Fitz's ringtone might be Secret Lovers. Secret Lovers is good. Abby's um, might be I'm Not In Love. Yes, exactly. By 10 CCs. Good. I think that might work, too. Good. Guillermo's was saying that Hawks would be like the Phil Collins, you know... It's good, yeah. Let's see. You know, this is what I love about Twitter, as I believe somehow or another there's some mind reading going absolutely, on. Clearly, absolutely. Clearly that's what's going on. <laughs> um, Sunshine One at JR Gag 2010 wants to know, what's the most challenging aspect of playing Olivia for you? The most challenging aspect of playing Olivia is probably I'm such a control freak. And so... Jeez, jeez. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to testify <laughs> to the fact that in the best way possible... I like she's, to she's be in charge freak. of things in my life. And you love to take care of people. That's true, you too. You do take care of things. And so I'm accustomed to the world of theater or film where I can completely understand my character, what their beginning and middle and end is. And the thing about television is that I have no idea who Olivia is going to be or what her life is going to look like two episodes from now. <laughs> Never mind 20 episodes from now. So that's probably, I have to release it and just chart the beginning in the middle of the end of this episode. Well, and I don't think we help that because I think the process at, with Shonda, I should say, because she's the person who creates this wonderful stuff, is she doesn't share a whole lot. And initially she doesn't share a whole lot. Yeah. And there's always a lot of mystery associated with her characters. Yeah. So it's a strange trust exercise it working really for this is. company. It really is. And you have to trust the unfolding. And the great thing is that you can trust it because it's so good. Yeah. You know, every time you learn something, you think, oh, this is so rich and wonderful and valuable. Um, so it's great because you want to be able to let down your guard in safe situations, and that is this. You know, it's not like I'm having to let go of my control in a situation where my character is being led astray, and I don't feel like I can trust the writing. I'm. It, this is really exactly the right place for me to learn how to do this. Oh, see, <laughs> and see? you know, one of the things that I always find amazing too about the table reads, and I think it's a testament to this, is how often you guys walk in in front of your peers, in front of members of the crew, mm -hmm. and sit down and read a script cold because, in fairness to our audience, we very often get these guys the script like five seconds before they sit down. <laughs> exactly. and sometimes it's actually steaming. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes the copier. it's literally hot, it's literally off, the literally hot off the press. <laughs> um, and these guys, without blinking, sit down and are both audience and actor. Mm. And we had a table read today for an episode where... <laughs> God. We had to stop reading because I read the stage direction. And I got so upset yeah. and had to stop. Yeah, you guys all and we were there were so various things going on. But it's really it's great that everyone trusts the fact that yeah. it's not going to be a total 
loser situation. Yeah, that would be yeah. Super no, it's actually it's great that the thing that's most challenging is also what's most fun and exciting. Which which is good. It's a gift. Um, Christina at Inside of Us um, wants to know best advice you've ever received in life. Best best advice you've ever received as an actor, if you want to boil it down. Wow. I think again, it kind of comes down to this trust thing, like believing that what's meant for you is meant for you and to trust that everything happens for a reason. Because mm -hmm. um, even, you know, I've talked about this before, but I've really been in two pilots before this one in my whole career, and both of those projects, um, the show got picked up and I got fired. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, they whoever, you, whoever the shows were right now, <laughs> you are eating your hats, aren't you? You are just, your big ass mistake is our gigantic benefit. Because you could have been on one of these things for like 500 years or the show would have stayed on for 500 years, but we got your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they recast Jeez. my role in both How shows. How difficult. How weird. It was really weird. It was really weird both times. But when I look back, in both situations, there was something else that I was able to do because I wasn't on the television show that changed my career. Like for one of the projects in the period afterward that I would have been contractually obliged to this show, obligated to the show, I was able to do Ray. So it's like you never know. I really have gotten to a place where I, I trust that everything happens for a reason. And even when it seems like it's the worst thing to happen, like even for us, like when we first got picked up, we got picked up for six. And we were like, oh, that's only six. But the writers were like, okay, since we only have six, we're going to go for broke. We're going to put it all out on the table. We're not going to hold anything back. We're not going to try to stretch a storyline for 22 episodes. We're just going to take big risks with every episode. Thank God we only That's had right. six. Because then when we got 13, we were like, well, we're not going to change the style and the, the courage of the show, the pace of the show. We're going to do it like we did six. And then when we got <laughs> another, the other rest of the nine, it was like, it's well, true. we're still going to keep doing that. So the gift of, that looked like, oh, we're, they don't trust us, they don't believe in us, it actually allowed us to set up the culture of the show. Totally. And, you know, the funny thing about that six episodes, too, is exactly what you're saying and for us it allowed us to be able to pace ourselves and understand what the value and the the pace of the show was for yeah. us too so yeah. we actually were able to practice with those six episodes mm -hmm. and get a sense as to what that looked like in the sort of confines of the whole world for us right. so it's it's an amazing it, you're right i mean i think it's an amazing thing it's a hard lesson to learn sometimes oh, when because you're in it it's when you're so in it, it just hard. can blow yeah yeah when you're in it you feel like why 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 and it's only when you have experience of things that seem bad in the moment and you look back and it was for a good reason that you can begin to go, okay, I'm in something bad right now. Maybe I can trust that down the line it'll be for a good reason. No, I think that's an incredibly good point and it's something we probably could all learn something from, she says to herself. <laughs> she grumbles her way through the week, hissing and moaning that's about right. things she can't control. That's right. It's just that's rare, right. rare, rare. <laughs> um, Taylor at TV Tape. Lork. If I got that wrong, I'm really sorry, Taylor. We but love I think you anyway. TV Taylor. Just because, as we all know, I'm really bad at A reading and B pronouncing. <laughs> um, how do you prepare for a flashback scene versus oh. a present day scene? Um, Besides your hair looks different and yeah. your clothes are slightly changed. That's a, that's a big part of it's it. It's a part the, of it, the right? The clothes change. Like, I remember we made a decision that in flashback episodes I wear a lot of dresses. And 
the first time I, ha I tried to do one of those Olivia Pope struts down the hallway of the White House in a dress, I was like, this doesn't work. You can't stride in a dress the same way you can stride in a pantsuit. That's you right. simply cannot move your legs the same way. You have you are restricted. Um, so I was like, oh, so she even walked differently before she had her own firm and had people working for her and wow. was in charge. Um, so it, so the clothes do really help, and the hair definitely helps. I just try to find the that younger, more innocent, more unknowing version. You know, the version of Olivia who who hasn't quite had her heart broken yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm making I'm making a little sad face that looks kind of teary because I, I know I know exactly what yeah. you mean. But th and that's the thing you sort of have to you have to find and root into because that is sort of the key of those flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Is it's it's before she knows so much and has mm -hmm. been through so much and. That's what I love about the hair and the clothes is there's an innocence, there's a yeah. girliness to that yeah. stuff that is a lower price point as well, I yeah. would probably say, which That's goes right. with the girliness, which mm -hmm. is not the... And the, the kind of hopeful outlook on all that could be and all that that she might be able to build and do and have and... That's, see, that's, uh, it's like, that's what I love about the flashbacks because we get to see all of you guys in this incredibly crazy-ass different context, yeah. which is... So much fun to watch and also gives us so many different layers to the characters. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say it again, you guys, next week. <laughs> if you want a flashback. Just <laughs> fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> just in closing, too, I really like the fact that this episode is called It's Handled. Mm, yeah. Because you say it all the time. I know. It's like a real and Olivia so Popism. I know, exactly. <laughs> Which is what's so great about it is it's so not. <laughs> That's right. Next week's episode is episode what we call 302. For you guys, it's just next week's episode, I hope. <laughs> and we call that Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and you'll see why. I'm just going to say it, it has to do a little bit with the past. Mm -hmm. And that's going to air Thursday, October 10th on, of course, ABC. And while you're enjoying the phenomenal scandal and you're thinking about it, you're getting your popcorn and your beverage ready, you might also be thinking that you might want to warm up with a nice episode of Grey's Anatomy. It's I a will new be. One. I yep. will be doing that It's uh, sure. the second episode. It's, really, it's a really, really good follow-up to the double episode that hopefully you guys have watched. And um, that's also on ABC. And that's at 9 o'clock on Thursday nights. The... Other thing that I just sort of want to say too is you're probably rewatching episodes from season two and you're recruiting friends and you need to join as many people into the scandal obsession as possible. That's like right. Just get as many people. There are so many different ways you can watch the show now. Don't be scared to catch up. Don't be worried <laughs> if you don't understand a plot point because I swear it's going to come up in a flashback in an episode. Right. And it'll right. be really clear to you because it's so much fun to watch. Catch up because there's nothing better than watching it in real time, listening to these guys Twitter and tweet, <laughs> Twitsky, <Twitter>. Twoodle. <laughs> watch it on your screen and it's the best experience ever because you get to share it with your friends and you get to talk about it the next day. So don't be scared to catch up, you guys. It's really fun. Join the party. Join the party. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. For doing this and taking time out of your busy so schedule. I'm thrilled that you asked. I'm sorry Josephine Baker couldn't join us this time, but she she's be busy. Here next time. She'll she's be here busy. Next time, yeah. She's got her she things. She has obligations. She has stuff. She's yeah. popular. She's, she's popular amongst. She's trying to figure out who's running her Twitter account. It's not her. So she's okay. out there meeting that, with that's rough. some legal representation. She should be because there are probably a number <laughs> They're probably a number of posers. That's right. Online. She's got to figure out who that is. Talking about how good the dog food tasted. Every <laughs> single tweet, which is, it tasted different this time. It tasted like almonds. Oh, it was piquant. I always wanted a dog's Twitter account. 
I'm going to stop rambling. Thank you guys so much for all your support and for tuning in. And I'm going to be back next week with another one of these babbling rambles. I'm Betsy Beers. <laughs> Thank you, the beautiful and lovely Carrie Washington. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for having me, Betsy. Thank you for being here, Carrie. <laughs> and this is Scandal She's Revealed. She's an awesome boss. Let's just put that on record. <laughs> I just want to put that on record in the podcast. Betsy's an awesome boss. I paid her $5 million to say that, which I hope is okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back next week. This is Scandal Revealed. This is the official podcast for Scandal. Take care. Have a great week. Bye-bye.